do you. I appreciate y'all for riding with your girl right here on the morning shift to where shift happens. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is an absolute blessing for us to be alive today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a great, encouraging, and thought-provoking word of encouragement, a word, a shift that I would like to give out to us all today. I want to tell you all that there are people who feel like that just because of who they are, I guess, whatever title they wear, whatever position they occupy, uh, that they are entitled to certain things. Uh, Have you ever met anybody in your life, on your job, in your family, maybe it's you, that for whatever reason has this sense of of entitlement? Um, If someone has a sense of entitlement, they believe that they just deserve certain privileges and they have a level of cockiness, a level of arrogance about them uh, as it regards to that. Um, They have like really just want people to do things for them without having earned it. You know, there are people who who think that just because they are a boss, just because they have a title, they have a position that it, that they're, they're, they can demand respect. People don't just give out respect to people who don't deserve it, right? And, and it's, it's an old cliche that says, in order to get respect, God help us all, in order to get respect, you first have to give it. Just because you have a title, just because you have a position, it does not automatically demand everybody to respect you or to look up to you or to reverence you. You got to put in work. You got, and a lot of times, a lot of us who have these demands on people ain't did anything, have not done anything to deserve, right? Hasn't done anything to deserve what they're demanding. So whatever requests that you are making, whatever it is that you are putting in the atmosphere for people, please, beautiful people, make sure that you are deemed worthy in a sense. Make make sure that you are living a life, that you're carrying yourself, that you are treating people in the manner that you want to be reverenced as. There are a lot of people that's in the workplace, a lot of people that are that's in the, the church, in the kingdom, that have narcissistic personalities. Um, they, they, again, just have this level of arrogance, this level of selfishness, and this sense of entitlement about themselves. If you have not served, if you have not shown people um, why you should be treated the way that you're asking or demanding in some form of fashion, uh, then, then you are displaying a level of narcissism that really 
is a turnoff. That really, you know, is a turnoff. So what what is it, Smith, that you're you're saying as it relates to uh, this sense of entitlement? So I found our drive for the day this morning, and I am going to try to get through. But um, there. 16 signs uh, that you have a sense of entitlement. Now, I'm giving these to you not because, you know, I think this is uh, the Bible or whatever. I believe it's good information. And that's what we do on the morning shift. Give out some good information to help shift your day, help shift your mindset. So we, again, we may not get through, I'm not going to almost guarantee that we're not going to get through all of them today. And we may not even get them all out this week, but we're going to try. So one of the signs that you have a sense of entitlement is you impose unrealistic demands on other people. Are you imposing unrealistic demands on other people? What are you asking other people to do? What are you demanding other people to do? That That is good, Smith. What is it that you are demanding other people to do that's unrealistic? That there is no way that it can be done. There is no way that they can get it accomplished. That there is no way... That what you're asking is is commensurate with what you deserve. Oh, my God. Is what you're asking commensurate or equitable to what you deserve? How many times have you been asked to do something that somebody is like, that, that they just, they really, they it can't be done. You want me to continue to love you at a certain level after you've betrayed me, hurt me, broke me. Yet you're not doing anything to garner trust. Mm. That's an unrealistic demand that you want me to remain in a relationship with you. You want me to stay in connection with you, but you don't want to put in no work to try to remedy the wrong that you've done. That's an unrealistic demand. You want people to stay friends with you after you have not been loyal to them. That's an unrealistic demand. God help me here. You want me to do all of this work, but I'm not getting anything in return. That's an unrealistic demand. And some of you have been breaking your backs, oh God, to fulfill someone else's sense of entitlement when you know that you cannot give what they are demanded. There is no way you can love without trusting. There is no way that we can be friends when betrayal is is ever present when loyalty is always broken when there is no loyalty of love oh my god hear me when i'm talking this is how you know you have a sense of entitlement when you impose unrealistic demands on other people second sign that you know you have a sense of entitlement you tend to feel sorry for yourself a whole lot Always feeling sorry for yourself. 
and want other people to feel sorry for you. When the things that you want people to feel sorry for is stuff that they looking at you like, really? I can't feel sorry. You, if you, if you make decisions, God help me here. If you make decisions that you know is going to threaten your livelihood, that's going to threaten your family, that's going to uh, put you in jeopardy of losing everything that you work for, and you constantly make those bad, irrational, illogical decisions. I can't feel sorry for you. And you stop feeling sorry for yourself when you ain't doing nothing to change the dynamics of your situation. Trying to force everybody in your life to feel sorry for you. No, I can't feel sorry for you. I don't have the conviction to feel sorry for someone who continues to do the same thing, expecting a miracle or different results. I can't feel sorry for you. You cannot feel sorry for a grown person who has no ailments, who is talented and skilled. You cannot feel sorry for them if they ain't got no money to get nothing to eat. If you refuse to go get a job, I can't feel sorry for you. You can't feel sorry for somebody who's not trying, who think that they are entitled for everybody to take care of them and do everything for them. You got people in your family. You got people on your job. You have people that you know like that want you to feel sorry for them when they are not trying. You got to put forth an effort. Don't have this sense of entitlement, y'all, where everybody got to feel sorry for you and you feeling sorry for yourself when you are not trying. You punish people, number three, you punish people passively when they don't do what you want them to do. You ignore them. Not aggressively, but passively. Means that you're not being abrupt, you're not being um, overt about it. But you making sure everybody know you got a problem with them. You punish them. You got people on your, I'm telling you, it's bosses like this who have a sense of entitlement. That you'll ignore a time off request because somebody didn't do what you want them to do. Or you threaten to fire them because you have the position to be able to say that. To make people want to do what you want them to do. Or you try to withhold things from people. God, I wish I had somebody who knew somebody like this, who punished you, tried to punish you because you didn't do something that they wanted to do. A sense of entitlement. I don't have to do this. This is my life. You are an adult. You don't have to do some of the things that people ask you to do. And when you don't do it, they get slick slide with you and try to hurt you or try to punish you on the slide. Oh, really? All because I said no? Now you don't want to answer the phone? All because I said no? All because I said not now? All because I said I don't have it? All because I said that don't look right? I'm not being a part of that. Now all of a sudden they want to make your life hell because you wouldn't go along with them. Now they want to bully you. Now they want to isolate you. Now they want to put you in exile. You know, it's people like that, y'all.
They'll treat your children. Oh my God. They'll start acting funny with your children because you wouldn't do something that they, they'll ignore you. Don't want to have nothing to do with your kids. Nothing to do with people that's connected you to you all because they have a sense of entitlement. They want what they want when they want it. If that's you, that's a problem. If that's any of us, that's a problem. Number four, signs that you have a sense of entitlement. You constantly see, you constantly see others as comp- competition or threats. Woo! If you constantly see others as competition or threats, that's a problem. Everybody, honey, ain't. There are people who are not even thinking about you, but less trying to compete with you. There are people who are not even thinking about you, more or less. Whenever people see you as a threat, they're going to see you as a problem. And they will, some people, when they see you as a threat, that's when they start putting these unrealistic demands on you so they can get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop constantly seeing some people. Y'all ain't even in the same league. Y'all ain't even after the same thing. Y'all ain't even got this. Y'all ain't even pursuing the same thing. Honey, what in Jesus name? Constantly seeing others as competition or threats. Come on, beautiful people. Some of the main people that you're trying to compete with praying for your success. Wishing you do well. My girl Sharita also got into See, some people, y'all ain't even in the same league. Y'all ain't even after the same thing. Y'all ain't even got the Y'all ain't even pursuing the same thing. Honey, what in Jesus' name? Constantly seeing others as competition or threats. Come on, beautiful people. Some of the main people that you're trying to compete with praying for your success. Wishing you do well. My girl Sharita also got this saying collaboration over competition. I love it. Let's work together before we work against each other. When you know my struggle, when you know where I've been, when you know what I'm trying to do, when you know what I'm trying to get accomplished, when you know what I done fought through, what I done cried through, what almost broke me, what almost destroyed me, what almost killed me, instead of you see, seeing me striving to be my best, instead of you seeing me doing what I'm doing as a threat, you are to see it as something to celebrate. Like, it, it, this this person is still going after all of they've been through. Let me work with them. Let, if 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 you see me as so much, you should want to try to work with me, not against me. And the problem is, a lot of us lose. Oh, hallelujah! A lot of us lose ground because we start fighting against the people who can help us. We start fighting against the ideas that can get us to the next level. We start fighting against people who have been assigned to assist us, to motivate us, and to encourage us. Sometimes you just need to get behind people that's going somewhere and push them. It's called drifting. Have you ever been on the 
interstate? God, help me here for telling my secrets. Have you ever been on the interstate and you just been riding and somebody in front of you is going a little bit faster than you? And so what you do is you get behind them in their lane and you move how they move. You're making progress. I'm not getting mad at you because you going around me. I'm not getting mad at you because you're going fast. I'm going to get behind you and I'm going to fall in your drift. God have mercy. That way, if I'm following you, honey, they're going to catch you before they catch me, right? But what I'm doing is I'm allowing myself to be behind and yet I'm still getting where I need to be. You constantly see other people as a competition or threat. Again, them people ain't stunning you, God. Them people ain't even, you ain't on them folks' mind, honey. You are not on my homies and my honeys. Stop seeing success as a threat. Stop letting the success of others intimidate you and force you into a mindset that you have to compete with them. You ain't, you ain't got to compete with nobody. When it's your time, it's just going to be your time. You got to learn to ride the waves, baby. Whatever waves are happening, whatever waves are occurring, you got to learn how to ride with it. You can learn something from people who are being successful. If it's their season and it's not yours, things are not happening a lot, not moving like you want to, just get, just get in with them. Just ride with them. You will learn something. And not only that, if these people who may not be your same age, may not be in your same league may not be in the same business as you they see you and all that you bring to the table they say you know what this person is pushing me celebrating me collaborating with me not competing not seeing me as a threat they come and join in now what can what can they give what can i use from them that can help me get to where i need to be but because we so busy competing we don't see an opportunity to, to collaborate these are signs that we have a sense of self-entitlement. The next one is, you uh, you know you have a sense of entitlement when you have a deep-seated conviction, listen, a deep-seated conviction that your needs are always priority. People who always think that their needs are number one, they have a sense of entitlement. Like you ain't got your own life. Like you ain't got your own bills to pay. Like you don't have your own struggles. Like you don't have your own dreams that you're trying to pursue, your own ideas, your own goals that you're trying to get accomplished. Please make sure, beautiful people, that you do not go to your job, that you don't go to church, that you don't go to family reunions, that you don't go anywhere and think that your needs are always priority. Your needs aren't always priority. There are certain things that just take priority over what you got going on. And I found out that some people will portray wants as needs. Oh. Some people will portray wants as needs. If you have this deep 
deep-seated conviction that can't nobody have nothing no worse than what you got going on. Nothing no important. They got to always drop what they're doing for you. That's a problem. If you find yourself always having to, or feeling like you always got to stop what you're doing, drop everything when somebody come around to, uh, to accommodate them, that's a problem. You are enabling their entitlement. You got to... St- Listen, if you got to do it, you got to do it. There's a difference between understanding there's a sense of urgency because this is a a dire situation, right? This is a but if st- st- people be making their wants as needs, do not contribute and enable other people's entitlement by allowing them to make you feel like their needs are always priority. They all, their, their light be always about to, they lights always about to be cut off today. Their water always about to be cut off today. Their car about to be repaired always today. It's always about what they want, what they need right then. They don't even consider, they don't even ask or inquire or show no concern about your struggle, your bills, your issues, your situations, your grief, your, your, your heartbreak, your heartache, your situation. They, I'm talking about, don't even, don't even ask how you doing before they make their needs known. Don't even ask how's your day going before they make their needs known. Don't even speak before they go right into making their needs a priority. Always. I'm talking about always a priority. Always. They come to the family reunions. It's all about them and how bad their children are. How bad they got it. Just again, like we said earlier, feeling sorry for themselves. Every time. All the time. At some point. At some point, can somebody's issue be more pressing than yours? At some point, can somebody's struggle be more difficult than yours? At some point, can somebody be broken more than you are? Every conversation is about your problems. Every every meeting, we just going to eat, we just going to chill, and everything is about your needs, how they always have to be addressed. You got to always talk about what you don't have. You got to always talk about how bad you got it. You got to always talk about how you the black sheep. You got to always talk about how this do, that do, what you don't have. It's self, this deep-seated conviction that their needs are always priority. That's a problem. Next one. You know you have a sense of entitlement when you have a hard time negotiating or compromising. If you got somebody in your life that you can never work with, that they can they will never compromise. They will never take a back seat to your ideas. They will never say, "Okay, okay, honey, okay, homie, okay, my friend, uh we'll do what you want to do." If you can't negotiate or compromise, they are stuck in their ways. You I mean, you can't get no word in. You can't get them to concede to anything. That is a problem that you may be dealing with someone who is a narcissist who has a level of narcissism in existence in their life and in their personality. You mean to tell me we can never watch what I want to watch on TV? We can never go where I want to go? We can never do some of the things that I want to do? We can't negotiate? You can't even work with me? There are some people, God have mercy, that you know at some point or fashion in some area of your life or not that you just can't work with. 
It doesn't matter what you do. You can't work with them. You want to you wanna have them to be a part of something, but they won't negotiate it. It's their way or the highway. It's their way or no way. You can't work with people like that. You can't stay married to somebody like that. You can't keep being friends with somebody like that. Oh, my goodness. You cannot negotiate or compromise. Any relationship that's going to be successful, whether it's a working relationship, a sexual relationship, a spiritual connection, a friend to friend, brother to brother, sister to sister, whatever, there has to be some level of compromise. Have you ever asked what they wanted to do? Have you ever asked or thought about how they felt about a situation? How they, what they felt about a circumstance? How what their outlook was? Maybe they don't want to watch that today. Maybe they want to do something different. Or does it always have to be what restaurant you want to eat at? Does it always have to be when you want to take a break? When you want to take a break? If you have a hard time negotiating or compromising can't we all just get along <laughs> oh my god i got two more to get through in four minutes oh god the next thing number seven is you crave admiration and adoration you crave it like you, you long for it. You desire for it. Y'all remember the song "Feening"? You feening for it means you just there's you. You can't live without somebody com complimenting you. You can't live without affection. You can't live without somebody else getting the attention. You can't live without admiration with them talking highly of you. You can't live without a compliment. You can't live with so without somebody addressing you, your day, your clothes, your outfit, your hair, your glasses, your feet, your shoes, your car. Some level of admiration and adoration you crave. You wake up in the morning feeling for it. You wake up in the morning, you gotta have it. Through your day, your work day, you gotta have it. In the afternoon, you gotta have it. In the evening, you gotta have it. Oh, you crave it. Crave it. You know people like that. If you don't tell them, they'll, they'll bring it out to you. You ain't going to say nothing about my hair. <laughs> you ain't going to say nothing about my shoes. You ain't going to say nothing about my greens. Mm -mm. Some people have a difficult time admiring or adorning something or somebody that is already doing it themselves what are you craving do you have to have it last one for the day you believe in going to any length to succeed to any not talking about you grinding we ain't talking about that going to any length that means you'll do whatever you'll betray you'll cheat you'll steal you'll lie You'll do anything to succeed. That's a problem. If you if you want success so much that you feel like you got to hurt somebody to get it. That you got to betray friends and loyalty to get it. There's a problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People who have a sense of self-entitlement they believe in going to any length to succeed. If that means they got to destroy 
a relationship or a friendship that's been 20 years strong, 30 years strong. You have done nothing but been loyal to them. You've done nothing but respect them. You've done nothing but serve. You've done nothing but uh, give your best, give your all to a person who feels that there's a level of self-entitlement. They will do whatever. Whatever. They'll break your back. Talking about the back that's been carrying them. They will break your back to succeed. That's a problem. Houston, we have a problem. It's wrong.